welcome to Within WordPress. Uh, Thanks, Rick. Yes. A featuring? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Noel. How are you doing? Hey, Remkes. Yeah, very, very good. Thanks for having me. We, sure uh, we were hanging out in uh, Work Camp Switzerland. It was great to have you there. Um, we were, yeah. As a repeat guest. Yeah. <laughs> you know, through, through your journey of Work Camp Switzerland. Yeah, there's been a few, isn't haven't there? Yeah. I think the, uh, this was the third one, fourth one. No, wait, we had the episode where we went from this, we were calling this Work Camp Switzerland, and then we were not allowed to call it Work Camp Switzerland, and then we're back to work. Yes. Camp. It's probably four or five, I guess. And you behaved very well this time. I'm, I'm proud yes, of you. Yes, yes, yes. I, 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 I always do. <laughs> Mama raised me right. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about you. Um, obviously, you and I go back a very, very long time. Um, but, uh, there's a lot of people uh, listening to this podcast who have possibly no idea who you are. So, um, how about you introduce yourself? I'll try, I'll try my best. I, I, re I realized the other day I'm terrible at introductions. Uh, the, the thing I always say is I build cool shit with cool people and yep. that's the, the thing I've just stuck to no matter what. So anything I'm doing now, and we'll probably, you know, get into that, um, just aligns with that vision and just not willing to compromise on that. Like I, I enjoy working you know, my, my fair share, um, uh, and putting in the time and, you know, having that kind of balance between life and work and all that good stuff. But from a yeah. work perspective, um, yeah, that's the, the one motto that kind of drives it forward, you know, I guess that, 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 that sort of, um, uh, well, not sort of, that already tells a lot about, uh, about your mindset and stuff, but, um, in terms of, uh, what's the company, what kind of cool stuff do you build? Um, can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give you the rundown, the, the, the bullet points. Yeah. So going way back, um, I, I'd say like way back in the day, pre-WordPress, I was in private banking. Um, that was good fun between you know, Bahamas and Switzerland. Uh, but at some point I, I just didn't learn as much anymore. And uh -huh. I started creating like these, you know, websites on the side. And I was doing photography and all that. And at some point I, you know, got into uh, WordPress themes by just creating a single theme. And I remember like it was my first online sale or something like that, like half past midnight, I had finally shipped this theme and this $99 coming through PayPal. Yeah. I'm just like, holy shit, this is, this is changing everything, you know? And <laughs> it doesn't matter like what happens next. Like it's, it's just, you know, you feel that rush, that energy and you're like, okay, this is freedom. Right. Yeah. And then, oh, you know, yeah. I, I, I go on that path of, you know, like being my own boss and, you know, and that, that comes with the risks, the highs, the lows and everything, but it, it's a, it's a much, the, the wave is way crazier than I, I guess a regular job or whatever. But on that path, I met, you know, Tom and Joe and we have human made, uh, together, uh, over 10 mm -hmm. years, which is a, which at, at its core is a WordPress agency, like a global WordPress agency for enterprise that that's yep. probably the scope. And then within that we've built plenty of products and done a bunch of things ranging from happy tables to WP remote to working on the WordPress rest API. Um, yeah, like it, it's just been this phenomenal journey with that we've been able to share with even more people, you know, as we've grown the company and yeah, yeah just really enjoyed that. So there, there's that. And then on the flip side, I'm, I'm now down in Ukraine, uh, with, uh, another buddy of mine, Fred 
which I met in a nightclub at 2 a.m. And by 4 a.m., he said, hey, you want to crash at my place for a couple of months? I'm like, hell yeah. You know, I just known this guy for two hours. And uh, then this amazing like friendship begins. And yeah. Uh, so, yeah, now I'm doing the animal rescue thing down here and trying to apply everything I've learned from, you know, building a business uh, over the last 10 years to building a charity uh, that then scales and grows and, and is effective uh, in itself, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's an impressive journey. Um, I think you and I met first in 2012 in uh, what was WP on tour in uh, Sitges, Spain. I think that was the first time we actually met, right? Was it not? WordCamp Portsmouth. Oh yeah, that was right before. It, it was it was because because um the 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 accommodation for WordCamp Portsmouth was in the in the UK, not the US. Uh, for people watching, um yeah. was <laughs> was in the dormitories because th those were that was the accommodation back then. You know, like that's yeah. how early WordPress was for us. And uh, yeah, we were just hanging out, and I think you had just come in around like eleven o'clock, midnight, or something like that. And you had come in quite late. I and did. I did. I, I drove. Yeah. Yeah. I, and then yeah. I think Siobhan was still working for WPMU Dev or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then after that, we, uh, we went to the Wolf House. That's the Wolf House. Yeah. Well, <laughs> for the podcast for this podcast. That's an entire episode by itself. The yeah, founding of WordCamp Europe. It, uh, it's where it started. Yeah. Yeah. That's a... Uh, yeah, but that's, that's been quite a while. So that's, uh, 12, 12 years, I guess, 12, 13, 14. Uh, I, I, I lost, uh, I lost count, but, um, you've, um, you've been, you've been doing some amazing stuff over the years. Um, so you started with happy tables, uh, and you mentioned it briefly in the introduction. Yeah. So, um, um, how is, what is the status of that? How is that? Is that still part you wrapped of it up? Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, we, we, we saw the IP. We still hold on to that. Uh, we haven't, uh, we still have, yeah, all that good stuff. But ultimately, I'd say I made two mistakes uh -huh. uh, building that. The, the first is getting into an industry I'm not necessarily fully intimate with, which is hospitality. Yeah. Um, so, you know, trying to really dig in there. And, you know, I remember at WordCamp San Francisco 2012, I think it was, when Stripe invited me out. Uh, because I had the first Stripe WordPress plugin, um, which again, back then was for dog charities, <laughs> hilariously yeah. enough, but they, they flew me out. And then that way I was able to speak at the WordCamp. Um, someone in the audience at, at my Happy Tables presentation asked me, you know, how do we as like WordPress builders use your software, uh, use Happy Tables? And I was like, you don't, I've, I've cut you guys out because I want to sell directly to restaurants. And that's hard, you know, like that, that jump. Um, so yeah. both in, in, in sales and then product market fit in terms of, you know, how that uh, merges. I think the soft, like what we built over the years is, is phenomenal. Yeah. Like we, we built Gutenberg before Gutenberg was out there and we, you know, me, I uh, failed, you know, to uh, build an effective sales machine to actually drive that beyond, um, you know, some kind of significant um, you know, like mass or whatever. So it, yeah. it, it exits that it has an exit velocity to just leave like, you know, pro, pro, um, revenue equals costs kind of territory. Yeah. I, I remember seeing the, uh, the product and, uh, you demoed it, uh, over the years, uh, new versions of it and all that. Um, it looked extremely impressive, but I can imagine this being a highly competitive market 
mostly by partners who are already extremely invested in that particular uh, industry, the hospitality. Is that essentially what you're saying? There was too little of a connection to really push through? I feel like I didn't have the, the network. I didn't really get stuck in, you know, if, if, if you leave yeah. the sales piece out uh, to really understand their pain points. Um, I, I, I should have done more user interviews and things like that. Um, I mean, it was like, we were doing this stuff before Squarespace or Wix or anybody like that had any kind of like niche vertical. Um, yeah. so they were calling us up, you know, saying like, Hey, you know, interested in working together at some point or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's competing, um, kind of priorities in, in many ways because you, you know, you're running an agency, you're doing this, you have WP remote, which has like 140,000 sites. Um, you're going to all these ward camps, recruiting people too, and everything. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I think for the startup stuff, you really have to, it can't be like a side product or, you know, product within the business. You, you go out there, you raise money for it, and then you give it your, your absolute max, you know, with that funding to build yeah, that's that a amazing quite, product and sales team. Yeah. That's quite a different trajectory than from what you, uh, from what you did. And I, I, I see that, um, I think there's a, I think there's a road in between. But uh, given the scale of what you were doing, given the complexity of what you were doing, you mentioned uh, something which I'd, I'd like to learn more about. You said um, we had a version of Gutenberg before there was Gutenberg. So in, in, in my mind, and remembering this, I don't know how long ago it was since I saw that last demo, but you had like a, a, a page builder of kinds uh, for Happy Tables, which yes. essentially so the, the, is a segue into one of the topics you uh, are keen to discuss at uh, presentations you give at WordCamps, which is the future of WordPress. So essentially you saw the future of WordPress and you were already building it, but in a very specific niche. How, how do you find that future? How do you find what is next? What is, what is the thing to focus on? I don't know. Maybe I've just gotten lucky, you know, like there's, there's no idea there's, and, and, you know, like it's, it's not to say that I think a lot of people have ideas, you know, it's easy to, 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 to get your ideas on paper and then go do a talk. And, you know, maybe yeah. there's a lot of other people in the space that would have similar ideas. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think sometimes it's, it, it's the presentation of those ideas and then taking those ideas to another level so that they're consumable by other people. And but the execution was, on the idea that makes an idea a valid one. I don't know. Um, I mean, well, I mean, de depends what, what do you mean by, you know, if, if an idea leaves the idea stage and becomes a product or it becomes validated, the validation changes everything. And you, you know, you're, you're essentially yeah. in a, you know, a very good spot. If I translate that into what, it, what that essentially means is that you have a good idea, you need to start sharing it and you need to start adding uh, people to the table uh, in order for something to, to, to evolve in, in, the, in, the, uh, in the vision that you had. Staying with the Gutenberg thing, um, that has a high impact on themes. It has a high impact on where themes are going. And for, for the longest time, themes have been a very static version of, uh, of a product inside of WordPress. Uh, what you did with Happy Tables, and I'm sure in other areas as well at Human Made, um, you, you've done some very innovative stuff. When you look at the world now we live in with WordPress, obviously, what is the thing that you, you see happening even further than this? Like where we are now, 
versus what you think is, is, you know, worth spending time on and getting people around that same table to grow it even further. Are, are we there yet? Is it done now or? Yeah, I think that's, that's a great question. I, I'd say that with anything, because of how everything is changing so quickly now due to, yeah. I'm not going to use the buzzword yet, uh, but due to that, and then, uh, you know, just the changing of economic cycles and just the, the kind of chaos we're, we're in right now, I think it requires a bit of humility to, you know, not be all in conviction on one thing, um, you know, but to, to be able to adapt to how to hype and the flow is, you know, how the currents are, are quite strong at the moment yeah. and, you know, to be able to, yeah, just be uh, adaptive or dynamic to, to those currents. Um, but bringing it back to WordPress, WordPress, you know, to, to our detriment, you know, when I sell to enterprise clients is still viewed as a logging software and the blog is essentially the atomic is, unit. Which is crazy. Of, I, did, yeah. I did the calculation. Um, it stopped being a blog in my mind with WordPress 3.0, where we got custom post types, custom taxonomies, and we, it was, it was no longer a blog before that, but that was the big change. Yeah. That was 2010, 13 years on. That's interesting. But go on. But yeah, so the, and, and I agree with you, the, the blog back then was the unit of WordPress, right? Like yeah. the, the more blogs you created, blog posts, blog articles, whatever you want to call them, the more outcome output you had on, on your site assuming all things are equal. Yeah. And, you know, as you correctly point out, you know, I, I, and I, and I, you know, me personally, I feel WordPress had a, like a, a few kind of force multipliers, if you will. Um, the one is the plugin ecosystem and, you know, just the open source kind of marketplace around that, then everything's free and it's just moving very quickly. It's adapting very quickly. So, so for that, you know, that 2010 to 2015 phase, it just fueled growth insanely. Yeah. Um, the second was custom post types, which, you know, that means it, when was that like 2.9 or so, like around, uh, yeah, 2.9, yeah, something like that. And that, that to me was ground shake. That's why I got into WordPress. You know, I, I, I started looking at this and I was like, wow, this, this is, this is structured content in a way we weren't using that, 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 that title yet, but structured content schema.org having this, this idea of like. You can mold content to be anything or data to be content or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, was, was incredibly powerful for people who just wanted to use WordPress in a backend. And then the third thing, uh, won't spend too much time on that because you're about to ask a question is no, no. WordPress REST API. No, no, I'm, I'm still processing the, um, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, the REST API, yeah, that, yeah. it's a huge yeah. change as well, which is done by, well, the original version was done by, uh, Ryan McHugh, which, uh, one of your colleagues at uh, human made. And Rachel um, Baker and um, Joe Hoyle. Yeah. Also, the three of them. Uh, um, I'm not sure what the exact constellation was, uh, but they were, they were the ones putting in the sweat equity uh, yeah, in that regard. Yeah. 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 So if those are the big jumping points, um, Gutenberg is probably, in my head at least, uh, the, the next one. So... What is, what is beyond this? Are, um, so back to my original question, are, do, what do you see for the future of WordPress in terms of what's happening with themes, what's happening with the presentation of, uh, the data in, uh, in, in the broadest sense of the word? I, I think it's so hard because we, 
we inside of WordPress tend to look at things from a WordPress perspective. So we, yeah, we look right. at it like a bottoms up approach to this is what we have. So what are we building next? And when, when I go play around with things like Framer as like a website builder or Wix yep. or Squarespace. And the, the, the sad truth is I've been recommending those solutions to my friends for years when they've said, Hey, I want to build a website for X, Y, Z for a small thing. Yeah. Um, because you, you take something like any of these like smaller kind of consumer, small business SMB platforms, yeah. ten, they, they seem like they're, they're, they're flipping the narrative from being a website builder. That's how they get you. But then they want you to run the, um, the whole reservation management. You know, if it's like hairdressers, if it's a restaurant, whatever, they want you to yeah. run payments over that. Uh, it, it becomes like an SMB operating system, right? And now like, that's a whole different solution. And they're able to carve out that part of the market whilst we're still WordPress one size fits all for everything, which has its place, but it's not necessarily, you know, something that's, you know, I can't, I can't just give WordPress to a friend and say, off you go, uh, yeah. have fun. It's, it's not that easy. It, it still needs the glue, you know, people who understand the setup, uh, to be able to yeah, I, I, I fully agree. It, it needs proper onboarding um, to start. Just, just the, the, the base principle of onboarding you into software, which is weird because we've had some sort of installation wizard. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know how long that's been there, but there is, a, there is a way to install software and then take you through a certain flow. Uh, we've, we've known of that principle since, I don't know, how long have we been able to install .exe on, on Windows, right? Many of those had some sort of uh, flow thing happening to them. Yeah. Um, I, I was reminded of, of how much we were missing by, uh, uh, by checking out Extendify um, recently. I've, I've seen it uh, probably a year ago. Um, and I revisited, um, just checking out what they had on, in terms of demo and, and, uh, and, and information on their site. Have you seen those? Have you seen that? Looking at it right now. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. what it essentially does, it, it, it handles the onboarding part. So you, instead of, uh, having your default WordPress installation, um, uh, flow, the famous five minute one. Yeah. Um, it then sort of takes over. And then as you onboard into WordPress, you are guided, right? You're, you're helped along. So in, in that, in, in, in their version of, uh, how to make this better, um, you can define plugins that are already installed or, uh, downloaded or a theme activated, or maybe want to change the dashboard or, you know, everything we can possibly think of that is indeed is already being done by Wix and Squarespace and all, and, and what have you. Um, they're taking, taking care of that. And I, I think, and, and which is why I'm bringing this up, I think the future of WordPress, if it is to succeed for the smaller versions of websites needs to be in this realm, sort of, um, so I, I actually go, met, sorry, go yeah. ahead, please. No, I was, I was going to even say, I, I, I'd even go as far as saying that it sort of needs to be part of core, not the whole extendify thing, but parts of what it's in, what's in there. We need to have, but yeah, go ahead. You were saying, uh, yeah, no, I, I remember the name. Um, it, it took me a moment because I, Luke Carbis actually works there and, and I, I spent time with him at WordCamp Asia, like looking through yeah. all that and, you know, it, it raises so many good questions about how to, you know, potentially automate some of these things like the, the, 
the on-ramp, you know, in terms of how quickly do users get into WordPress and then are able to find value and activate and all these kind of things. I think it brings up this, this, this really good point where there's a multitude of, of these things, but I, I think they all come back to, we have enough code, WordPress works. The thing is people aren't, you know, using it as much as they could be, uh, because of some of these on-ramps or other issues. I think, you know, something that's parallel to this onboarding could be almost like, you, you know, it's, it's not necessarily like third party plugins, but also like second party to a certain extent or in between like 2.5, where there's just a higher level of standards or best practices to then create like a director directory of very clear integrations for MailChimp, Salesforce, HubSpot, yep. all these like different things where we, we don't say, yeah, yeah, there's some plugin in directory somewhere. Just go figure it out, but we have actual semi like native, like integrations and it, it raises all sorts of issues, you know, in terms of how do you set this up? Who do you decide who the winner is and all these kind of good things, yeah, but yeah. you know, maybe that's part of core or whatever, no idea, but ultimately the outcome is that especially with MarTech nowadays, where, you know, a, even your restaurant down the road is using at least 20 technologies. These things have to be able to speak together and play nice. And yeah. that's not something that they want to configure. It's something that should just activate with strong defaults. Yeah. And there's all this friction. Oh, there's so a lot of, at, at the SMB oh. level, you know, like that's, that's what I've, I, I feel is a massive challenge. I'm happy I'm an enterprise and I think WordPress is an amazing solution at the enterprise level, but it is. for SMB, it's, 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 it, it's a challenging story to, to tell. Yeah. So the answer to my question about, uh, future of themes is essentially not, not about themes. It's about how do we get them inside of WordPress and be happy with whatever's happening after we install, uh, in terms of so. what's available in terms of what we see in terms of how it connects and all of that. Interesting. So I'm, I'm guessing, uh, you haven't mentioned it yet, but I, I know, uh, part of what you're offering as human made is, uh, is Altus. Yes. Uh, I'm guessing lots of what you just mentioned is, is, is processed into that. Maybe explain a little bit what Altus is for, uh, those who don't know what it is. To an extent, to an extent, like Altus, um, is we, we started off as DXP because we wanted to really go after this enterprise, uh, part of the market. And that was quite a big chunk for us to bite off. Like we, we probably skipped ahead a few steps in terms of our ambition, my ambition, uh, to, to go after that part of the market. Mm -hmm. And now we've broken that out. So that's Alts cloud. And that's really, you know, what we think is the best representation of enterprise hosting, uh, in the space today. Yeah. And then to like, really like the, the, the thing between the, the most advanced competitor that exists and then doing it yourself, uh, because we're still quite hands-on and a lot of our competitors are trying to standardize our processes, you know, so that they're more hands-off and that everything works in a kind of seamless, yeah. uh, repeatable fashion. And we still have quite a, a bespoke element to it. So we're, we're in between, you know, that kind of, that n no man's land or whatever else, you know, uh, do I do it myself or do I go with, uh, you know, someone that's got like a template. Yeah. And then we have Altus Accelerate where we've chucked in all the marketing DX point features. Um, so DX that's the, more digital experience. Um, so digital experience 
having its root in, if, if you want to take web experience as what happens in your browser, digital experience is the omni-channel version of that through email, push messaging, digital yeah. billboards, whatever yeah. you want. Yeah. Um, and, and that can be represented through, or that can be powered through, you know, solutions such as, uh, WordPress, but accelerate is really a point feature whereby, um, it, it's very block centric, uh, how we've approached it. Um, block centric in terms of block editor, block centric. Yes. Yeah. 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 In that we, we believe that the, the block is, is probably the, the most important unit around content yeah. in terms of its size, you know, you, as soon as you go into multiple blocks, um, you, you have a page essentially, which is, you know, not necessarily something that you, uh, you're not going to use the same page all over the place. And if you break down a block into too many small pieces, so like a atomic kind of individual, like a sentence, a separate image or whatever, that's more like a content repository. But yeah. the magic for WordPress is, is more inside the block. So we do analytics at the block level, uh, native analytics. We have yeah. one click upgrades to AB testing, one click to personalization. We now, we now have like the generative, like AI stuff in there too. And yeah. Um, but the biggest, I I'd say philosophical change there is that we, we take a very, when, when I, when I say block centric approach to things, it means that you start with the block and we expose blocks as global blocks. Um, so that you have a global block that sits at the top as a, you know, as, as, as the single source of truth, the content, and then yeah. that is inserted in pages below. But how WordPress is out of the box is you have a page and then you create blocks within that. And if you want to yeah. use a reusable block, you're essentially co copy pasting a block, which doesn't really like that, that doesn't help create global or universal content. Uh, across your pages, across your sites, uh, in such a way that larger SME slash enterprise teams may want to use content. Yeah. So that's a, that's an interesting, uh, that's a very interesting approach. Um, I think it, um, I think it, it, it also highlights a very specific change, um, that we see happening in, in terms of, um, there's this moment now where we're, um, and I've, I've seen more solutions, um, uh, kind of approaching what you're just describing. Um, we get to a point, there's no single point of, uh, content anymore. Right. So everything is essentially built for whomever is the actual visitor on the site at that particular moment in time. So marketing wise, uh, you know, you, you have all these different types of personalities, personas. Uh, and, and ideally you build your content to match any of the personas that you have defined. What you're saying is essentially we, we, we are going away from fixed content. We're going to, we are essentially are using fluid content. Is, is that a correct translation or am I oversimplifying it now? No, I think you're, you're there. I, I'd probably say that's, that's, that's even an abstraction of something that's happened happening even further when you, when you zoom out more and yeah. you, you look at, take, take digital content as a, as a concept, you know, before yeah. we talked about WordPress, having digital content as a unit of like a blog or whatever back then. Yeah. And then maybe a couple marketing pages. And that was an enterprises digital content at the, you know, 10, 20 years ago. And 
nowadays you kind of have the entire ed- enterprise, the, the, the wealth of knowledge they have, their marketing material, the communications material, their, their, their guides, their manuals, everything exists online and is accessible for consumers. Um, yeah. so that creates a, a, a very large and disconnected set of content pieces. And yeah. that to me, when you bring them together or try to bring them together, represents this, this, this marketing buzzword, which is coming up a bit, which is composable content. So we have yeah. composable architecture where that kind of started. We have then composable MarTech stacks or whatever, and that's a whole like best of breed approach to marketing stacks that is moving away from a single suite, like having everything Adobe, everything Sitecore. And this is much more of an enterprise lens here, but yeah. we can look at any of our own tech stacks, like even our personal tech stacks are just so many different tools, right? Like you just, you, you even need facilitators in between like Zapier to just help connect you some of these things. But on the composable content side, you may have, you may have marketing web content on one side, you may have um, a, a repository or like XML stuff on the other. You might have a, another SQL database that is randomly stuck somewhere else with like your e-commerce stuff. Who knows, right? Like there's a multitude yeah. of things yeah. and these are being brought together in many ways. Like, you know, GraphQL may, may bring those together in a super graph and you see both Apollo and, and, and Gatsby going after those things. Yeah. Um, but the, the point I'm making is that there's at least at the enterprise level, there's this thought that there's, there's this very large wealth of, of content. And this, the, the thing that you're talking about in terms of like personalization and where that, where that's going is being able to look at this wealth of content. Yeah. And now let's just park that on the side. And on the other side, we have a wealth of customer data. And that's where enterprise has been doing this for a number of years with yeah. CDPs, right? Customer data platforms. And you have, you know, that started off with like segment, which is, you know, wildly popular, was acquired by Twilio. Um, and the whole idea is that you have all these like information points coming in from different places to uh, enrich and augment a customer's profile. And then because you have everything in one place, you are able to then use machine learning to then determine uh, various clusters that they belong to or whatever, and then gonna, activate that, that customer. Maybe you're already going to explain it, but I, as you were explaining, I'm like, so at what point do we integrate AI with this? Because that's I mean, obviously- Walmart and retail has been doing it since the 90s. Okay. In, in what way? AI is helping them what way? Um, do you remember that, that case where this, uh, this father had received like pregnancy, like sales material, like sent to his daughter? Uh, it, it came through the mail or something like uh, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is just, just like two decades ago. And then he, he, he called up like, tar- I think it was Target or, or Walmart. I'm not sure. It was one of the two. He called them up and was like, hey, what the hell are you guys doing? Blah, blah, blah. And, you know, they're, you know, they're saying, well, based on, you know, your, your daughter's purchase history, uh, and she wasn't, she didn't buy it. Like she, she was, she had not given birth yet. Right. Like it, this is, this is just like, this is wild, like predictive models just saying, hey, look, we need to be able to, to, to get this customer uh, to, to be a, a mother for her child at Walmart or Target for the next 18 years because yeah. we, we want to capture that lifetime value. Yeah. And so this, this stuff has been happening at a retail level for a very long time. And sure, you know, that's AI before this year or whatever was very much consulting. It wasn't productized. And yeah. now we're seeing this, this access that we all have all of a sudden to 
powerfully use these things, but then there's, there's also these uh, APIs. So that brings me to the, to kind of bring this full circle, um, in, in terms of what you're talking about is I think you, you have content is not just content anymore in the sense that content that's stored in your database is not necessarily replicated or shown or presented one-to-one on the front end. You may have a combination of content based on rules, based on personalization. Uh, you, even if you're personalizing content, is that content something that's permanent because you've, you know, a human has entered it in some field and said for the North American uh, audience, we are going to show this text or is it fully temporary and it just expires? you know, seconds after the API call is made to generate this piece of text because all of a sudden the the viewer has like looked at the message and said, wow, okay, I'm going to click on this link. Um, and then that kind of brings this concept of content at edge, if you will, like that's the kind of best way to think about it. So that then gives you a spectrum, I think for content from your, your source truth, you know, this is fact to wildly like transitory, uh, expiring, personalized content that is so cheap that it could be personalized to an audience of one. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say at, at what point does it just become, uh, just so, I don't even, I don't even know if I know the word for this, (laughs) become, become so fleeting that it's just the, is it's actually still content? So, um, w- and, and, and sorry for interrupting you earlier, but I'm just trying to process what essentially the impact of this is, because as you were explaining, my, my head said, so, okay, AI will at some point obviously will have a connection with this. And um, it, I, a few clients of mine have uh, quite extensive integrations with ad networks that are uh, built from their own company. So I have a little bit more insight in what those things do. Um, that's essentially the same thing, right? So presenting an ad, most of us think that it's, you know, sort of random and, uh, whatever, mm-hmm. but, um, ad companies as a whole buy up huge data sets, which include your IP address and all that, that sort of predict the next thing you're going to want to see, uh, which is kind of what the, uh, the target slash Walmart, uh, example is about, um, if then content itself starts moving in the, to the same direction, which I guess is what you're saying, um, it is being hyper-generated at the edge and therefore as fleeting as, as, as it possibly can be. How, and this is, this is bringing it back to um, the management part of it, which is why I'm curious, what I'm curious about, how does it actually uh, you as a company having a website, uh, are you guaranteeing what is being produced is actually valid or, or, uh, desirable? What is, what is the control layer of that? Because if content is indeed moving in, in, into that direction, and I think you and I both agree that it to various degrees, depending on the type of company, uh, the, whether they're enterprise or not, but, uh, we're slowly moving into that direction. Um, that becomes a very, like not even slightly gray, but very dark gray area. Isn't that, isn't that like a problem we're inviting in? Two points, uh, because I, I think you're on the money. 
the first is zooming back out and, and going, taking it back to WordPress for a moment and like WordPress's roots and, yep. and, and, and looking through everything you just said through the lens of user generated content, yep. we've, we were, we've, we've gone through this journey, uh, from taking the blog post, which is user generated, which was, you know, that expressive form, uh, on the web back then. And we've yes. exploded that into Instagram, Facebook. Uh, you even have this temporary fleeting thing when Snapchat came out, right? Because those, those expired. Um, and then Instagram replicated that. So you can only view it once for a couple seconds or whatever. Uh, so this, this has, we've already gone through this atomization of content in, in, in that regard. Like this, this is, sure. sure. we, 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 I, I think as users, we, we just want more and more and more refinement and personalization and some of that we've, we've already achieved as users because we say, Hey, I'm going to post this on Instagram. I'm also going to add it to my Facebook, uh, story stuff, uh, or I'm only going to post it to my, my close friends. I'm only going to send it to these three peoples, uh, people <laughs> and like that, that, that exists, I people think at, at that level, but the, 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 the second part, I, you know, in, in terms to answer your actual question in terms of, you know, taking us down this, this dark path. I mean, it's, it, it's inevitable, right? Like how are dinosaurs going to stop the ice age, right? Like it's, they're not going to just like eat ice or whatever. Like it's, it's, <laughs> this, this, this is happening. Um, That's kind of but, tough if you're dependent on uh, body heat by a you know, different source. Yeah. You, you talked about ads a bit, right? Where, you know, there was, there was a purchase purchasing of, you know, like second party data, third party data. Now yeah. we've moved into first party data and this whole AI revolution stuff is actually like the superpower you need to be able to get the most out of first party data, assuming you collect your customer data well, and you do your, um, you do your content well, and we have enough governance or, or regulation in the market to, to make sure that these things are not abused. Um, it, it should go down a, you know, decent place. And, you know, when I speak of atomization of all these pieces, it, all, it also implies that the, the entire loop of feedback in terms of what's the engagement rate and, you know, like, uh, is, is this, you know, doing something for customers, um, is, 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 is present to, for, for these organizations to be able to iterate towards, you yeah. know, models that not only convert, but also preserve their brand reputation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think booking is a, is a good example, right? There was this post on Hacker News like a, a couple of weeks back where, you know, booking.com, amazing like A-B testing machine. You know, years ago, they wrote about how they do 250 A-B tests a day. And they've A-B'd themselves into a bunch of dark patterns where this is the last room, book now, yeah. all this. Yeah. All these like short-term, like isolated kind of conversion goals. And from a brand reputation perspective, it's, it, it, it's, it's, it's not great. Um, so there, there's, there's that line to be walked and consumers aren't stupid either. No, um, I, I think consumers are most certainly waking up way more and, and more rapidly, um, I'd say in the last year or so than, uh, than previously, uh, I think the, the recognition, uh, um, people's the, 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 the <laughs> <laughs> the, the understanding that there is, is such a thing as dark patterns, right? Yes. Uh, we're being tricked into it. Um, I think that has helped a lot in terms of people understanding how far they're being pulled down uh, a particular road that 
is not necessarily of their choosing. I think we're waking up to that principle more and more. Um, but yeah, it, it's, uh, I think booking is a good example of where um, you're A-B testing yourself into a dark hole because that is essentially what has happened there. The, the site, unless you start ignoring every single thing happening outside of what you actually need to know. So what is the, where is it? Uh, what does it look like? What does it cost? That's the only thing you need to know. Um, if you just focus on those uh, data points, then it's, it's a doable thing to be still on, be on booking, but, um, you know, uh, let your eyes slide, uh, uh, five centimeters and you're, you're, you're toast because you, you're being hooked into something that is not of your choosing, I guess. Yeah. Um, how does this translate back into where the, the world of WordPress should be, uh, focusing on? Do you, cause it almost sounds like we're. Uh, at the level where what you describe what what you guys are doing, and I'm pretty sure there's other uh, enterprise focused uh, WordPress agency as well doing similar things. Are we close to splitting off of WordPress in terms of what needs to be done to meet future goals? I did this talk. Uh, I, th I think the first time I presented it was in 2014 at WordCamp Tokyo, and it was it was the word WordPress. But then everything uh, in between the W and the S was redacted, you know, kind of like one of those like uh, CIA top secret documents or whatever, whereby, you know, my, my argument was that WordPress is just getting pushed down uh, the stack and there's, yeah. you know, newer and cooler things coming out on pop that, that kind of yeah. sit on top of it and everything. So my mind now is, you know, in terms of, and I'm not sure this, if this is what you meant by splitting, but I, I, I think there's, there's essentially two superpowers WordPress can have in these coming years. And one is, and th this one's a bit debat debatable, I'd say, is splitting off or rethinking the kind of content structure of the backend. Uh, yeah. Because right now, uh, like a, a big product marketing issue is, oh, this is, this is an outdated content model based on blogs, you know, and everything starts with posts and just a bit, yeah, I mean, I, I get it. The database scheme in, in, as a whole needs an overhaul. Yes. Let's just, okay. let's, start so let's say that's, let, let's, let's say that's a, that's a, that's a separate thing that's built. And then that is in the composable content world, a content repository that is nice and, and pure and can yeah. be adopted from, by more organizations, uh, to not only capture things you want to render on WordPress templating front ends, but yeah. potentially you want to capture outside of that because you now have a universal open source con content repository platform um, because it's so important to own your content. So if we, yeah. if we go back to the customer data thing where I talked about CDPs before, a lot of them bought in that software and then bought Adobe or Segment or whatever, and yeah. now they use uh, their own solutions to, because they need to own the customer data in, inside their own data lakes uh, and, and where content warehouses, customer warehouses, whatever you want to call them. Same thing needs to happen, I think, for content. Um, now, assuming you have that back part, and then you have this, this, this the, the front end, which is WordPress, the software, and the, the expression, the, 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 the plugins, the templating engine. It's amazing, right? Because you can, you can fast forward into a website through the WordPress templating engine, which is not easy to do with other composable content tools, right? What are the other content, uh, composable content sort of headless CMS things? Contentful absolutely ate our entire cake. Um, they had a, a, a subpar product uh, when when they launched to do work. 
contentful? No, I don't think I've ever. Uh... So this is one of the big, like, uh, um, headless CMS. They're in the headless CMS category. Okay. So there's an entire headless CMS category, especially for enterprise, um, whereby they say, hey, you can be super omni-channel everywhere uh, because we have a GUI type content. It's basically just like GUI on top of a database. Yep. And WordPress was significantly superior to that, but Contentful was getting all the deals and, you know, has an excess of, I don't know, 30,000 sites today, uh, a lot of them enterprise. And, yep. you know, we've lost the deals to them, certainly. Uh, not, you know, not, not too many, obviously, but still like enough that it, it, it hurts. And I, I know yep. it's hurt us as an industry and that's where, you know, WordPress as a open source project or as whatever has many shortcomings in terms of how it's presented to the market. So oh, product sure. marketing. Yeah. Yeah. Being everything to anybody, everybody worked 10 years ago. Great. Uh, absolutely horrible right now. Uh, and yeah, that's, cool. that's the pain you see on the consumer side. We talked about before on SMB and then the same things happening to us on an enterprise. Yeah. Yeah. What got us here is not going to get us to the next station. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, so the first part is a content repository, uh, yeah. which you, you, you do on the site. And then the other part is, um, having this, this, this beautiful piece of software that is, that speaks to the outcomes that, uh, customers are seeking in today's yep. market. It, it's, it's product market that. And for all of these people, you, you also package the repository kind of side of this in an invisible way, yeah. um, to, so that they can just leverage that. But to me, you know, I think there's, there's an opportunity for enterprise and SME, uh, and even like SMB plus to have, you know, like, um, a, a world where it, whereby they're, they're able to say, yes, we have all our content in here and this is, you know, horrible name, let's call it WordPress DB or whatever, or WordPress content lake. And, yeah. and then just one of those channels happens to be WordPress that sits on top of that. And maybe you're powering other experiences such as your entire, like AI chat GPT plugins or whatever that you, and in these things don't even need structured content anymore. Like, you know, we've, we've made a big deal out of structured content and AI is kind of smart enough to see through all of that too. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Well, yeah, getting there, but, uh, obviously if, if you have something like a, a kayak or a booking.com chat GPT plugin, you obviously want to provide structured data in, in the sense of exact prices for exact routes yeah. and yeah. dates yeah. and all that kind of good stuff. So yes, we still need structured data. We, we do. And, and, um, as such, um, I, I think the, um, the world of WordPress still has its place for a, for a very long time uh, going forward. Um, I do think that there's a good, good way to start thinking of um, what the future should look like in terms of uh, all the things that we've, we've discussed so far. I think there's one thing we're missing in terms of um, uh, what I think is one of the, uh, it's, it's something I've been playing with a, a lot uh, over the last two years, and that's the no code movement. Um, I think we have, um, traditionally always had, had to have either, I'm just going to broadly call them configurators. I don't know. It's not meant as a derogatory term, but it's more of a, uh, you install a, a plugin, uh, let's call it Elementor for instance. And it's, it's, it's helping you essentially clicking through to get the desired like a wizard. Yeah, like a wizard and, and, and extremely, uh, 
heavily relying on the GUI. Um, and then you obviously you always GUI? Uh, GUI, GUI, GUI. Is, is GUI like a, a Dutch no. uh, term? <laughs> or did you just, Probably. you're not awake yet? Yeah. <laughs> that's a rough, it's been that's, a rough. That's the, hook for, that's the hook for this episode, GUI. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the, that part of uh, being able to um, configure your site, sure. Uh, you've yep. had always had the developer, so that's a way to configure your site. Uh, and and when I say configure, I, I mean that in the broader sense. Um, and now you have no code, which there's there's quite a few tools that are so damn good that we're. I I, I think we we need to with, with 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 everything that we've discussed so far, we also need to acknowledge that role of what that piece of um, integration can do for WordPress. And I think that works on every single layer. Um, how, how is your experience with, um, the GUIs and the, uh, the, the no codes and, the, and all of that? Do you play with that at all? Do you look at it at all? Or what's your, I mean, what's your like thoughts? Gutenberg is no code, right? Like that's, you know, In a that's, way, yeah. That's, something, yeah. that's something where we, we, you know, we, we as WordPress, we're quite early with regards to that. And then other solutions came out that were just very similar. Yeah. Um, and so all, all the website builders are kind of block-based now, uh, I'd say at this kind of SMB plus level or whatever. Yeah. Um, that being said, like if, if you are, you know, you are out in Peru or something like that and you produce clothing and don't use a computer very often or whatever, and your internet connection is maybe not amazing or whatever, so you can't just transfer files up and down all day long. You can still go and build a Shopify store pretty easily, I think, without ever having to, you know, hear the words PHP, Rust, MySQL, JavaScript, whatever these other solutions, like whatever these other solutions are coded on, like you don't have to FTP stuff, you know, like there's, there's none of that nonsense. Uh, website builders in the last 10 years have been no code for the most part. And, you know, sure, we, we, we had yeah. these website assemblers or so-called website designers come in to uh, essentially add a bit of additional CSS and, you know, they understand how the plugins worked and yeah. they were like, like that glue. Uh, and I think that goes away, uh, you know, assuming that we at a WordPress level for the directory, the product and everything are able to create or, 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 or stay up to date in terms of how customers expect products to run. And to that expectation level could be, you know, your, your apps on an iOS uh, device or whatever most popular SaaS applications out there. You take yep. a basket of those and that's probably like the baseline. And then you want to be competitive, you have to be above that baseline. And, and, and to, you know, go after a niche or something that's, that's a pretty high bar compared to where we are today in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think I agree with you. Um, I'm, I'm, can, I'm can I give you another up. example? Yeah, I'll, sure. I'll give you another an analogy when I think when digital cameras became like a big thing, you know, like the, when I'm looking the old school right for Sorry? Like the one I'm looking into right now. Yes, yes, exactly. That, that displaced, you know, the old school photographers, so to, so to speak, 
because everybody yeah. was an expert. And even then, people were still doing tweaks, you know, with these digital cameras and everything. But at some yeah. point, these cameras have become no code in, in a sense. And the, the most recent example is, I think, Samsung's, you know, um, generative AI, ge not generative, like AI augmented uh, pictures of the moon. You know, so when yep. you take a photo of the moon with, with your Samsung device, it actually like goes through all its data of moon pictures and enhances it to add the craters and everything. Oh, and it really? still feels like it's your picture. That is fully no, there's no touch, there's no touching up. There's no like, Hey, I'm going to do some HDR plugging on this. There's no, yeah. I'm going to try to bring the shadows out or, you know, do sharpening this or that. It's, it's fully no, you got to pick, I took a picture of the moon, like, your stuff, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, like that's the kind of no code sort of analogy where we went from, um, handwritten semantic HTML um back in the day and we're also proud to have that on our on our on our you know personal websites to yeah. using you know tools like wordpress and the wordpress revolution of like 2010 or whatever and then we're, we're able to just do a bit of work on top of that that's a digital camera and now we're getting to the point where the consumer can just do the thing themselves yeah and it's correct and they yeah. don't need you or me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, for sure. So th yeah, that's, that's essentially the, the direction that I was, I was curious about, which is yeah. uh, prompted me the question. So uh, one of the things I've been looking at and, and uh, the, for most people, the no code stuff is, is, you know, highly dependent on, uh, Zapier like tools. And, and that is a very large portion of it. Um, but there's this, there, there are these tools that allow you to build whatever you want. Um, hooking into WordPress. And I, and I think a wonderful example of this is DraftBid. Um, I don't know if you've ever uh, come about that. DraftBid, yeah. So it's essentially a platform where you can can configure your iOS and Android. Oh, nice. And it essentially just, you know, hook into uh, the REST API and, and what have you. Uh, and you can create proper apps. Like, it, it's not hard. It's... It's absolutely not hard anymore. The only thing you need to have as a as a as a tool set is understand structured data because it's still structured data, but it it allows you to do just wonderful things. And, the, and there's more of those bubble. There's you know there's a whole bunch of these platforms. But I I'm I'm also very curious of what's going to happen in terms of uh, no code in that direction because it's it's not just the component that you mentioned because and then obviously that's a huge one. Uh, but it's also the the builders uh, are going to integrate no code more and more. It's not just a little bit of Zapier here and there. It's not just the, you know, there's 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 these plugins inside of WordPress that do certain connections that just take the programming level out of it. Um, I mean, it feels like programming languages are essentially inefficient because I have to yeah. write in a specific way to get yeah. something out of it. So yeah. even, even if JavaScript is quite cool and everything, you still have to like learn JavaScript and no code yeah. is essentially saying, as long as you know, English or whatever other language you want to program in, you can, uh, go ahead and create whatever you want. So you remove think, that inefficiency. Yeah. I think a, a, the, a very large portion of the future of, of WordPress, but, uh, essentially the web, um, is, is, uh, is a mix of no code, uh, AI and and whatever you use for your main content so if that is wordpress great um 43 um, does it i guess but th th that mix is definitely going to change more into the direction of um 
yeah, just combining the tools that that do the job for you that you may have needed a developer for and may have costed you between five and 10K previously. And now with a little bit of time and effort, and maybe you need a little bit of expert help here and there, uh, but you're done with 2K, right? So it, it has a huge impact uh, just as long as you, again, you, you still need to understand structured data. You need to have a structured way of looking at, at content. There's no way around that. Um, but even that is, is, is teachable. It's, it's learnable. It's, it's, we can get to the point where everyone understands how to do a version of a no code slash WordPress slash, uh, AI driven powered, uh, application of sorts. I have, let's, I have no doubt example. That. Yeah. To, 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 just, just to lay this out, because this is where I'm kind of at right now is with, with the shelter we have here, we're, we're growing quite quickly. We're, we're turning over. Uh, and getting 70 dogs adopted uh, yeah. per month uh, yeah. from the front lines uh, into Western Ukraine and beyond um, and increasing that. And we need a, a, a tool to essentially manage uh, dogs as inventory, structured data, if you will, yeah. uh, to say, where's the dog condition? So, is it adopted yet? All that kind of stuff. Yeah. And in, I threw some stuff together using ChatGPT4 where I was, where I said, Hey, um, I need, I need an application at this distance this, this, and that I'm thinking of using these tools. Um, and I think I said something like, uh, I want to use Supabase as, which is like the Firebase, like alternatives. Um, and I want to use Next.js and a couple other things and maybe even build like a, a, a native app. I think, you know, in a couple of weeks time or a couple of months time, I, I take your draft bit example. I combine that with Supabase or whatever. And some auto GPT or whatever, you know, ones that, that chain those kind of like GPT yeah. uh, conversation just goes and builds the whole thing. I, I, it, I think that's, that is the sound of inevitability. Um, I just saw the metrics again this weekend, but that's the first thing that pops up. <laughs> kind of dark. Of, I mean, but, our, but, our real world is darker than that, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, but we're going into that direction. There is no yes. way, there's no two ways about it. If you're, if you're not seeing that yet, uh, I hope at least this conversation helps you think in that direction because there's so much more happening beyond just your normal website stuff. There's this, that layer. And I, I think it used to be just the ad layer, right? And that layer is just being expanded on like crazy. If you're not seeing that, if you weren't aware of it, now's the time to wake up because there's just so much happening. And, and with ChatGPT um, evolving as quickly as it, as it has, and, and you know, they're, the, they're the first to do this big. I'm pretty sure they're not going to be the only one doing this big. Um, what that will turn into, uh, you need to start wrapping your head around now if, if you're in the business of building something on the web, for sure. Uh, anything. I, I, I think if, if you, if you're in a business of anything, whatever that is, you have to evaluate the AI opportunity for your business yeah. before you continue on your growth tra trajectory. Oh, 100%. One hundred universal. Forget if yeah. you got a, like SASs are replaced with by the stuff anyway. Um, yeah. but if, if, if you're selling carpets down the road or whatever, like how is AI going to help you? You know, is it going to start doing the HR stuff for you? Is it going to start doing, uh, it's going accounting? to integrate somewhere and you need to start figuring out where, um, yeah, but it's, it, it, it opened up a huge layer of, of, of opportunity. And 
Um, I've tried to be very vocal with uh, uh, friends and family that are just not in my field. Uh, I'm, yep. I'm pretty sure you can, uh, you can, you can relate to that. Um, Absolutely. The very day it came out, uh, I uh, I visited my uh, my folks. Uh, not because it came out, but uh, I was going to anyway. And I, <laughs> I, I mentioned to them, so what I saw today on the internet is something that's going to change our lives for sure uh, in, a, in a more drastic way than we can possibly imagine right now. And that was just from me playing around with it for one, one or two hours. Like, holy crap. Just understanding what the impact is as soon as you start truly generating any kind of whatever you can think of uh, scenario. And, uh, and then my mom said something like, um, uh, so you've never seen this kind of, uh, earth shattering movement before. And I was like, let me think. And I, I, I think the only thing I can think of is, is me being introduced to WordPress at the time because uh, work in Europe, uh, work in Europe, obviously, but that's, you know, <laughs> you know. um, but understanding that you can build something that represents data that you want to convey right content uh with wordpress at the time was to me revolutionary and i think for a lot of people yeah. it has uh but this this next step which is not necessarily about wordpress but it can be integrated into wordpress and we're seeing great examples of this um but this is a this is like the uh like whatever was happening it's squared it's like doo -doo. It just it's exponential. Up. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, yeah. and, and I think that's the, like, that's how I look at all these things. Um, the sort of exponential power of, of, of this. And, you know, to, to me, if I look at the, the examples I gave before about the REST API, custom post types, um, yeah. uh, and then the, 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 the whole plugin directory, that, that, that was for me inside the WordPress bubble of sorts was exponential and AI to me in the world is exponential the same way that the app store was like, you know, they, yeah. my yeah, day one exactly. analogy was was the app store. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's probably a good example. And, and I came up with WordPress in terms of what the impact for me personally was, because the, the question was geared to me personally. Uh, but, uh, app store, um, um, I didn't have the first two versions of, um, of the, of the iPhones. Um, but as soon as I got one, um, yeah, that, that just clicked and, and, you know, the options and the possibility. It's, uh, it's endless. And I think we're, uh, we're in the next phase of that. Um, and I think, uh, like you said, it's exponential. It's, it's moving so much faster now than like even the difference between 3.5 and 4.0. Um, I've, I've, I've had like a few more complex type of prompts in 3.5, which I reproduced in 4.0. Yes, yes, yes. Amazing, right? The difference. The difference yeah. is astounding. And that, and that, if that's just a, 3.5 to 4.0 that's that's i don't even want to try to imagine what uh 7.0 is going to look like that's that's crazy what does this mean for the average listener are they all in, unemployed in like two years time no i don't think so uh but i think this is this is a good moment to start adapting um if you were just coasting on your so uh, i think there's two things probably more than two things but i think two main things i can see happening the the sort of uh uh I don't mean this positive, negative, but the, the bottom layer, like the first layer, let's call it that. The first layer of those building uh, in and around WordPress, that's going to continue for quite a while. Um, but everybody building 
innovative stuff in one way or another for their clients is going to see uh, a, a revolution. They're going to experience a revolution and whether they see it or feel it is a different thing. Uh, but they're going to have to get on board real fast, real, real fast. So in other words, if you're not playing around with uh, what ChatGPT can do for you, you're already sort of lagging behind. Um, I'd, I'd like to mention, um, we started with, uh, last time we saw each other, WordCamp uh, Switzerland. Yeah. Uh, Joe Hoyle. That was years ago camp. in AI terms. <laughs> oh, for sure. Uh, so Joe was there as well. Um, and, uh, he demoed a very small thing, uh, like one minute he demonstrated. And I think the thing was where you both were working on. So the output of, uh, essentially, uh, block editor compatible code that was based on, this is what I would like to see. It needs to have this content and I want to have this layout and just give me the code so I can just copy and paste it. So. That sort of thinking is where you need to be in terms of how AI can help you, because that's such a small example. If you can chunk it, if you can chain it, and then you can uh, catch the output correctly, um, you can essentially start with a briefing that your client gave you. You have your design files here and there, and then you start with, and there you go. This is the first example. Of I mean, what the client can start with their client briefing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it's just a joke. I mean, half a joke, but you know, to, to, to go back and, and to talk about a bit about the kind of speed of like the pace here, yeah. like you, you saw that demo there, like day two, if you, if that's what it was day yeah. one, I was still trying to convince Joe, like we need to do, go do this thing. Oh, and then he's like, yeah, okay, let's do this. And then he hacked around and he's like, Hey, I got it outputting this stuff. And now yeah. we're at the point where accelerate because we have AV testing. So you can one click upgrade a block into AV testing. You yep. can one click your way into like a, a second variant that will just AB test against that, that yeah. is generated by itself. That's so perfect. now we can like create millions of variants and find the ultimate like response. I mean, it's obviously you're not going to go down that kind of rabbit hole, you know, because there's, there's economies of scale and, you know, I was sorry, um, there's a, uh, what's that called? Um, um, you. Yeah, you lose benefit over time, right? The more variants you have or whatever. But there's there's sweet spots here where I picked a proper yeah. proper count. Yes. Yeah. No, but it's it's it again, um if 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 that click hasn't set with you yet, um let 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 this be the prompt to really have you look into how it can help. So I I I if I look at how I'm using um uh, AI specifically, either on the generative side, it's more of a, I have a couple of ideas, uh, help me figure out more, um, validate certain things, you know, um, that's basic stuff, but it helps uh, tremendously in, in getting stuff out there. Uh, the second part is it's not super good at coding yet, makes a lot of mistakes and does a lot of bad assumptions of actions yeah. and uh, uh, filters and, and stuff that's really not even existing. Easy um, to learn. Hmm? Easy to learn, right. though. Yeah, it's easy it's for the solution to learn. Yeah, but the thing that I'm using it for, for instance, like all the time, and I have one uh, one client which has still a huge amount of legacy code which I didn't write, and some of it uh, it's no longer on PHP four, but it's still incredibly uh, ancient. Um, if I want to understand quicker of what it's doing, I just copy paste it in the chat GTP and have them explain to me and. 
I can validate very, very fast if that explanation is correct, because extracting somebody else's logic, which oftentimes was just lacking, into something that is uh, uh, processed by an AI that sort of understands what it's doing and then presents it to you in a way that you can then process and digest e easier. Just that flow is just so much easier to think of what that AI can do for you. It's a different way of, of, uh, of understanding. Uh, well, the analogy is that you have literature, you know, people who have, you know, Shakespeare or whatever, and yep. you know, you throw it into ChatGPT or whatever, and you say, Hey, please explain this to me. That's yeah. essentially taking someone's like stylistic code yeah. and normalizing it into TLDR, Eli five. Um, yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's scary. Like, uh, are we just going to go dumb? <laughs> should we, well, I mean, I, maybe I, the next episode should be like how to retire with your WordPress business in the next 13 days. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Is there a future for me? Help. No, I, 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 good I, thumbnails. Yeah. Oh dear God. <laughs> I, uh, I think the future is bright still. I think, um, now more than ever, this is the moment you realize you have to adapt. Um, and, and again, I think there's, there's the two paths I, 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 uh, outlined. I think there are more than those two. Um, wh which one would I be missing if I, if I stick to the, to the examples I gave? What do you think in terms of, um, how, how will things progress? I think, I mean, it's tough to say for, there was, there was an interesting conversation. I think it was on the all in podcast. Uh, they were talking about roles that were going to be made completely redundant, you know? So someone that analyzes yeah. x-rays for a particular a condition, disease, whatever, can be made completely redundant uh, because machine learning uh, and AI can essentially uh, have a higher hit rate. And I think there's a variance of that with regards to what you do. Now, if you are someone that has 10 years ago just been building WordPress websites and then, you know, your only added skill was just kind of combining the hosting and the theme and the WordPress, uh, software with a couple configurations, you know, and maybe some CSS tweaks, like you are absolutely not necessary anymore. However, if you own the relationship and someone trusts you to do something and you are someone that understands not only WordPress, but also the space around WordPress and how everything ties in together and yeah. how that's how that actually generates a certain outcome down the road, uh, which may be multiple steps removed, you have a place, but you also need to, you know, integrate these tools to make you, yourself more efficient. And yeah. I mean, I, I hate that as much as the next person, right? Like it, it reminds me a bit of when, when I used to play Sim City like 20 years ago and I go to my friend's computer because, um, when I, when I let Sim City run normally on his new power Mac back then or whatever, it would like speed through all the years, you know, and like, just, you couldn't even play it. It was just going so fast. And it's, yeah. it's, it's the same thing now, almost like, I, I think there'll be a, a phase where it's going to be stressful. It's going to be all FOMO. You're going to try to like augment and work faster and everything. And these, these eight hours per day, 12, 15, whatever are going to be like, they're going to be knocking the years off your life, I guess. But 
ultimately, like that's maybe, you know, this, this kind of post-COVID pre-recession period we're in where you just need to grind, you know, like this is, if, if this is the, the future you want, um, there's, there's more and more people on this planet and seemingly less and less jobs, I guess, you know, with when, when these yeah. sort of innovations come out. Yeah. Wow. On that positive note. <laughs> I'm uh, hype. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, well, um, on, on that positive note, uh, I'd like to thank you for, um, for being on the podcast and uh, sharing your insights. It's, uh, been, thank you uh, for having me and for letting me finish on this positive note, Remkus. Yeah. I was hoping to be able to say something nicer, like, okay, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll give I you, I don't even know what I, I'll give you a second try. <laughs> no, 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 this, this, no, this was great, uh, for me. And, uh, you know, I think we talk a lot about this, this kind of future of content stuff and, yeah. uh, I actually had this, I, uh, I actually like submitted the talk for WordCamp Europe and it got rejected, future of content. So, you know, I, I feel like you got the, like a good chunk of it in here. Um, but cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm glad because I think there's, there's a lot of conversations to be had. If maybe if I can end somewhere, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. We have to, if we don't ask ourselves the hard questions now in terms of where we are in this economic cycle, where this, you know, this new technology is coming out and everything, how can we? be expected to be best positioned, uh, sorry, how can we expect to be best positioned as an agency, a product com company, a podcaster, whatever, to succeed in the space in the coming years, yeah. if, it, if, if we're not tackling this stuff and speaking very, very openly about it, because we need WordPress as this kind of umbrella, um, ecosystem that we're part of that has, you know, clear leadership and all these kind of things, um, to you know, drive this, 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 this change that comes out of these hard conversations and, and hard questions because yeah. that WordPress honeymoon phase that we all had, you know, oh, between okay. 2012 and 2015, that's gone. That's gone. Yeah. Damn. I was going to end on a good note. <laughs> I did it again. <laughs> Find me at the next word camp. I'll buy you a beer if you've been offended by this. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much, Noel. Thank you. And, uh, it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast. Thank you, sir. Likewise, man.